Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan, and I am the host of this podcast. Um, Today is the 12th of October. I can't believe that. Um, Yesterday was my mother's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom. And um, I think my parents should be visiting sometime this month, which is exciting. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, I am very excited to welcome you to this podcast, especially if you're new. What we do is we follow what's called the Bible Reading Plan. You can find it at victorypoint.org, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. I've never spelled this out loud, P-O-I-N-T.org. And you can find our Bible Reading Plan on the front page somewhere. And, And that just is kind of our anchor of how we make sure that we are rooted in Scripture and constantly turning back to it. So every day of the week, Monday through Friday, there's a scripture passage, and it's either Old Testament, um, Psalm, New Testament, uh, Gospel, and um, and they usually kind of every week. There's kind of a little bit of a theme usually that we can kind of pull out of it. Um, but the point is to be centered and grounded in Scripture, and that over time we would be formed into the image of Christ, and that's what discipleship is all about. And um, the way that we do that is by honestly engaging in the scripture passages. So yes, we read them by ourselves and that's a really good place to start is if you haven't yet read today's scripture, it is Exodus 33 verses 12 through 23. And uh, go ahead and read that on your own and make your own observations. But we also read scripture in community. So it's really important for us to hear what other people have to say and be challenged and um, be opened up to other people's perspectives which is super important, which is why I have as our guest this week, the honor of welcoming Isaac DeVisser. So Isaac, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, love to know your name, full name with your middle name, perhaps. Uh, age, school, family, all those kinds of things. You wanna introduce yourself, Isaac? Sure. Hi, my name is Isaac De- Isaac Allen DeVisser. There you go, Isaac Allen. I like that. And I'm 10 years old, and I'm in fifth grade at Lincoln Elementary School. Mm-hmm. Lincoln and Elementary School. I have one little brother who is sometimes annoying, but sometimes <laughs> really fun, and most of the time really easy uh-huh. to hang out with. And my mom's a teacher at Lincoln Elementary and my dad works at Macatawa Bank thing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you just started your fifth grade year. Mm-hmm. What's fifth grade like so far? I really like it. I like my teacher a lot. He is, makes things fun. Is your teacher your mom? No. Okay, that's good. My I don't know. Is it good? Do you wish you had your teacher as your mom? No. No? Okay. So your teacher, okay. So you like your teacher so far? Mm-hmm. And what's different about this year that, you know, you didn't expect or, you know, what's what's different that you weren't expecting? 
Um, I, I wasn't really expecting that we have to wear masks all the time. And one thing that was different is that we have to six feet distance with the other classes at all times. Mm -hmm. Yep, that makes it pretty hard. Yeah, it's different. And then what else is different besides kind of the COVID-19 stuff? What's different about fifth grade? If you like what another thing that's different about fifth grade is that like we're the oldest people in the school, like the younger kids are gonna look up to us, mm -hmm. not look up to like second graders or someone. Yeah, you guys are setting an example. So just by virtue of your age, you are a leader now because other kids are looking up to you to set an example for what it looks like to be a good student and a good classmate and a good friend. So all those things. Sometimes we don't want to be leaders because leadership, being older or being a leader comes with meaning we have to have higher expectations for ourselves because other people are looking at us, right? Mm -hmm. So the younger kids are looking at you and sometimes it's like, man, I didn't want to, I wish I didn't have to, you know, be an example for other people because that can be hard sometimes. Um, the cool thing about that is you're not the only person in the world who has had to be a leader. Moses was like that too. We're going to read about Moses. Segway. We're going to read about Moses today. And um, he is a reluctant leader. Do you know what reluctant means, Isaac? A good leader? No, I wish it meant a good leader. He was a good leader. But reluctant means he sometimes wishes he wasn't a leader at all. Have you ever felt that way? Like you wish you weren't the older brother sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I know my oldest daughter, Jane, sometimes wishes she was the baby because, you know, it's easier to be a baby than it is the older kid who has to set an example. Um, I'm going to read this scripture passage, and then I would love, Isaac, if you would make it your job to think of as many questions as you can or things that you think are weird or um, things that you wish you could change about this scripture passage, okay? All right, here we go. Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have said to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways so that I might know you and find favor in your sight. Consider too, this nation is your people. He said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go, do not carry us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, unless you go with us? In this way, we shall be distinct, I and your people, from every people on the face of the earth. The Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, show me your glory, I pray. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. And the Lord continued, see, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. And I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So Moses is talking with God, and he's leading the people through the desert. 
And he has this conversation with God where he says some of these things and asks God to go with them. And then God does this kind of funny thing at the end where he um, says, you can't see my face, but I'll show you my back. So Isaac, when I read that passage, is there anything in there that you think is strange or you think you have a question about maybe? One thing that I thought was strange is that the Lord would cover him with his hands then pass by not showing any of his front, but only his back. Yeah, what's weird about that? Like, I feel like the God could, like God could cover his face, and then he could like see the front and back as he walked by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does God do this thing? Why do you think it's? Why do you think God doesn't show Moses his face? I think because maybe like. He doesn't want to show Moses it just yet. Yeah. Because Moses might not be ready for what would happen. Yeah. What do you think would happen if he saw God's face? That There's he no right die. or wrong answer. That he might die. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a weird thing too. On one hand, I go, well, maybe God's face is so holy and so amazing that it would just turn Moses's brain into mush. You know, he wouldn't be able to process it and he would die because God's face is just so amazing. Um, then I was reading this other book by some people who disagreed with that. And they said, well, what if God's face, you know how like God cares about us and he loves yeah. us. And mm -hmm. when he sees broken things in the world, how do you think it makes God feel? I think it makes God feel sad because he made the world to be perfect. But then when he sees broken things, he like is sad because his creation might be falling apart. Yeah. What kinds of things do you think makes God sad? When people sin. Yeah. Like what? Like when they tell a lie. Yeah. Yeah. When they don't act nicely to each other. When they don't treat each other fairly. When they hurt other people. Yeah, all those things. Um, yeah, I agree. God made us to be perfect. And I do think God is sad because of the way the world is. And so you're thinking just like these other people were thinking that I read about. And they said that they think that God, Moses couldn't see God's face because not because, you know, God was so glorious and amazing, but because the face of the Lord was so saddened was such a sad face looking over all the brokenness of the world that it, you know, Moses wouldn't be able to handle it. Wouldn't be able to handle how sad God was. Um, Isaac, what do you think God's face looks like when he looks at you? Like when you think, when you're praying and maybe, I don't know if you close your eyes or not, but if you were just to imagine God looking at you and, you know, if you're to try to, imagine his face and what it looks like what do you think god looks like when he's looking at you i think he would be sad because of all sins that i've done in my life yeah but there might be happiness in it because we've all done good things in our life too yeah you know um maybe you won't understand this until you're a parent i just you know just uh, five years ago i became a dad and now I've got uh, three daughters, 
And uh, even today, my kids have disobeyed me and done bad things to each other and, you know, things I asked them not to do. And, um, and yeah, there's sometimes when I look at my daughters and I'm sad about what they do, you know, but deep down, I'm just, I'm so in love with them, you know, nothing they could do would ever make me want to say, you're not going to be my daughter anymore. Right. Can you imagine your parents, even when you disobey your parents, can you imagine your parents ever say, we don't want you to be our son anymore. You have to go live with someone else. I would never imagine them saying that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about what God would say about that? If, do you think there's anything you could do that would make God want to not be your God or your heavenly father anymore? I don't, I think God always wants to be with you, yeah. but if you don't praise him, then he like, he like, you won't get all the right, like the right things that you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relationship, isn't it? You have to work on together with God and you want to have a good relationship with God. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think it's kind of cool that Moses, I, you know what, um, what in the new Testament it says about this is that, um, that Moses didn't get to see God face to face, but because we've seen Jesus that we get to stand face to face with Jesus and he shows us his face in Jesus. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. So the thing that Moses didn't get to see, we kind of got to see when we saw Jesus. And when each of us meets Jesus and prays to Jesus, we get to stand in front of Jesus and see who God really is. I think that's really cool. Well, Isaac, thanks for talking about this stuff. I think that was an awesome part of the scripture passage to, to uh, you know point out with a good question about why did God not let his face be shown? And I don't have a great answer for that, Isaac, but it's good to talk about God's face with you and think about and imagine what God's face looks like when, when uh, we're talking to him. I think that's a good thing to think about. Like, hopefully when we are praying, you know, to God, hopefully what we experience is God's face is compassionate towards us and loving towards us. Do you know what this, um, in a second, at the end of the podcast, there's always this bl- I end of your podcast with a blessing and it's the blessing um, from Aaron that um, Aaron gives and it's um, the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up the light of his countenance which means face upon you and give you his peace this idea that God wants to bless us by shining his smile on us isn't that cool mm-hmm. so I hope that that you and me can experience God's smile every day knowing that he loves us and takes care of us. That, everybody, go in peace, and uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm